Thank you for listening to the Yippee Market Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, joined by our co-host, Carla Jo Helms. Hi, guys. And uh, today we'll be talking with Alex Navarro of Edison on Main about content repurposing. Uh, Alex is an award-winning branding expert, a HubSpot and Google AdWords certified digital marketer, and the founder of Edison on Main, where you can find marketing toolkits that teach entrepreneurs how to grow their email lists, social media followers, get found on Google, increase leads, and sell more. Alex, uh, awesome having you on today. Thanks for joining us to talk about the uh, content repurposing. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. So I learned when reading, obviously people know when we read the bios at the intro of this thing that, that we're reading. I've been reading my children recently, and I'm starting to actually learn how to read aloud, I think, by reading children's books at night. So I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, work, I'm working on it. What's your favorite children's book? <laughs> I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a parent, that would be me. Yeah, I generally look at the pictures and make up my own story, but recently I started out of laziness. That's a dad. That's a dad thing. I, you know, yeah. I would have a favorite book, though. I would. Yeah, yeah my I daughter's guess. really into Little Blue Truck and the Llama Llama series. It's probably Llama Llama billions of dollars right now. I was reading The Little Blue Boat last night. I think I read it five times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so super cute. <laughs> Alex, what, is the na- what does the name of your company mean? Edison on Main. Um, well, in um, literary terms, you know, the light, light bulb means um, shining bright, bright, um, like you're going to um, bring in something new uh, in your life. And Edison is to pay homage to the light. Um, and then Main uh, is the street, the path you take to get there. Um, so Edison on Main is, is that's the, that's the back backward meaning um, for that name. Got it. It. Sounds, it sounds like a really cool nightclub too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just wait. That'll be the next venture. It actually does, right? <laughs> so, but really, you guys work with startups on marketing. Is that the main focus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, uh, anyone who you know works in marketing or not even in marketing, but need help. Uh, marketing their business um, work with a lot of people who uh, who wear a lot of hats or multiple hats and maybe marketing isn't their primary focus but need help uh, marketing faster um, uh, or don't have a lot of time so um, we share a lot of the the tips and the secrets to market faster so say you're a real estate agent and um, you need the time to show homes to your clients. Um, if you go to Edison on Main, uh, we provide the toolkits and the education um, to, uh, to people so that they can actually get out there and, and be with their clientele and be able to market in a way that they may have not known how to or not had the time to in the past. So you might say you help uh, people who marketing isn't their primary skill market the shit out of it. Absolutely. We like that. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I didn't want to dive too much into your company right away. I guess we got that, got that covered though. Well, you had to know the name. Everybody's going to want to know the name. Yeah. The name, the, the names of interest. So we had to get to that, but let's, <laughs> um, let's double back to you. Can you tell us a little sure. bit about yourself other than what's in the bio? Um, you know, what should we know about, about Alex Navarro? Yeah. Uh, first off, I'm a father of uh, two awesome daughters under three years old. 
Um, and I love to travel with my wife. Um, I, uh, I also like to play just about any sport. Um, and I'm very competitive that way, um, to a fault. (laughs) Um, and I've also been working in marketing for over a decade. Um, and that's kind of led me to, uh, to develop Edison on Main. I'm picturing you just dunking on your wife and infants. <laughs> oh yeah. I get us around a Papa shop machine and, and yeah. yeah. And then flexing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. And you've known Sky for a long time though, right? Uh, yeah. For uh, a couple years. Um, I think we worked on a, a project uh, around email marketing a couple years ago and had stayed in contact ever since. And some, some previous uh, past lives of, of companies kind of. Right. Um, so, okay. What do you do there at Edison on Main? Now that's, that's your baby, right? So you're, are you kind of wearing all hats? What's, what's, uh, yeah, I have. Um, from the toolkits, uh, I oversee the design, the copywriting, um, and the overall vision to make sure that we're acting as a vehicle to share what we know about marketing with the people who really need it. I also have been around enough to uh, see the marketing challenges firsthand. So I've really tried to surround myself with marketing experts that have also faced those challenges in you know, email marketing, how to grow your, your lists in social media, how to gain more followers and you know, blog tips, graphic design, marketing automation, paid advertising, uh, both in print and online. And once I realized that those challenges were uh, universal, and really not just specific to marketing, that's when I knew there was an opportunity here for, uh, for Edison on Main to help others successfully navigate those, those, um, those challenges and find solutions. Fantastic. Like a real entrepreneur. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's uh, focus now on the content repurposing, the, uh, the podcast topic today. Um, content, I think we've just recently covered when you hear this episode, we just, We've had one or two of our recent episodes have been about content as well. Um, So we've covered this quite a bit, but we're going to dig in to the very niche area of just the repurposing of of content here, not the creation and all that stuff, uh, but focusing on repurposing, how to repurpose, why to repurpose, all that kind of stuff. Alex, anywhere you want to start when it comes to content repurposing? Yeah. I mean, first off, why? For, uh, For me, I know that, you can spend a lot of time and a lot of money, a lot of effort on a large scale piece of content, like a, like a white paper or a research study or, or an ebook and most out of your time to make it worth it. Um, and I think that's where repurposing comes in. You can also reach more people than you would typically with just a white paper. If you know, some of your customers may prefer that white paper or study while if you're like me, a visual learner, I'd probably prefer it in the content in the form of a video or an infographic um, or something a little bit more bite-sized. I think repurposing can really cover all your bases and reach more people where and, and when they would prefer to interact with your brand. Interesting. So when I'm thinking about repurposing, I think of you know, taking something and chopping it up or putting it on a different platform. You're saying not just repurposing that specific piece of content and, and taking paragraphs out to put somewhere, that kind of thing, but actually just repurposing the idea. You might have it in a white paper, make it into a video also, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that you know, we always start with a, a pillar piece of content. It's the the main piece, the the anchor, and and then create streams of content from that. And so the pillar piece of content could be a white paper. It could be just a, a topic, a main topic that your um, that your customers would be willing to and interested in learning about, and that also relates to your main business offering. Um, the product or services that you provide. So there's a, um, a connection there. Mm-hmm. But you um, could take it, I mean, you could take it and chop it up, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, Sky. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not meaning not to do that at all. I just hadn't considered um, taking the same idea and turning it into a whole different medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, you know, we, we take that large piece of content and we dissect it, like you said, or we uh, transform it in another way and in a different, using a different marketing channel. And we like to think of the repurposing content like a, like a content tree, uh, the tree metaphor, where the base is your, your main piece of content. And then the, the limbs would be the, the, all the different marketing channels that you would repurpose uh, or reuse that main piece for. Um, and then, of course, on top of that, the promotional aspect where you have social media and email marketing and paid advertising, and that would act as the, the leaves of the tree. And it really works no matter how you like to, to start. And uh, that base, whatever that base is, you, no matter what it is, you can expand on that and you can transform your content in a way that, that reaches more of your customers. So you've got kind of a visual representation here, if I get this right, where you have, you have a piece of content, a concept, whatever it is. Social is a branch. All the different social platforms would be different leaves you can push it out to. But then another branch might be, you know, maybe you put it on a billboard or you send email campaigns or, you know, other yeah. delivery mechanisms basically are the branches and then the leaves are the um, different modalities within those. Yeah, yeah. The I think you're um, right on track. Uh, if you take someone in real estate um, and you take a real estate agent who's struggling to to find um, new customers and doesn't have an email list set up um, and is really just trying to be a voice in their industry so that when people are looking to buy or sell a home, they know where to look. Um, let's say they that real estate agent creates an ebook and let's it's the home buying process in three steps. The first one is finding the right home. And then the second one, the second chapter of that ebook would be how to get pre-approved. And then the third chapter could be closing on your home. If you take those chapters and at the very least you break them each chapter into at least one blog post each. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one branch that you've taken that, that ebook in that direction. And then you can also send out a sequence of emails out to your subscribers or for that one chapter. So you're basically now it's actually three. Are you talking about one limb or three limbs? Because now you've got three limbs for three chapters. Plus you've got the emails and those are the leads. I mean the, the, yeah, yeah. And that's where it gets kind of fun because you've expanded one piece of content now into at least three blogs and at least three emails. So um, it just gets exponential from there. You can transform the ebook into a webinar and reuse the webinar's audio recording for like a podcast or um, 
the presentation and share on SlideShare or the video recording and share that on, on YouTube. And then uh, really like my favorite part is the design aspects that, that you can transform a lot. You're really doing a lot of the work in the ebook. You're doing the research. You're, you're yeah, you are. a lot of it. So if you can grab bits and pieces from one place and share it in another, um, I think that you're getting more out of the ebook than you would typically. So for me, the, the design, like say the first chapter is finding the right home, the right home. So maybe you, uh, you create a handout, an infographic or an interactive map of the best places to live. And then from there, chapter two, what was it? Uh, pre-approval. Um, maybe you create a checklist on, you know, what you need to do before you put in an offer on a home. And then the closing chapter, maybe you create a comparison chart that shows what to look for in a real estate agent with your name next to the row with all the check marks. Um, and, you know, from there, each one of those uh, pieces of content will be promoted on your social media, will be, you know, in your email newsletter. Um, and if you have a budget through online advertising or, or print advertising. Right. And basically as many mediums as you can possibly put it out on once you've created that good piece of uh, pillar content, you, mm -hmm. you want to chop it out and back to the why for, for time management purposes, don't come up, you know, don't try to, don't try to come up with 500 new ideas. Take right. this one really good one and make sure you, uh, um, I guess we'd say milk it uh, <laughs> for, yeah. for what you, for you can that makes it sound negative, but you get your value out of it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. I mean, you know, as long as it's getting response and it's getting interest, I, I'd say keep working it. I mean, so when you're building this tree, right, mm -hmm. and you have your trunk and you have your, your branches and you have your leaves, like are there some main branches you always want to do? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, a good question. Um, it really comes down to um, you. You're the only person that knows how much time you have available to, you know, actually work on these things and repurpose and transform one piece of content to another. Um, I'm always asked, you know, how many social media posts should we do? How many blogs should we do a month? Um, I would say the answer to how many is all of them. Do them yeah, all. yeah. But you, I always recommend testing it. Um, you know, try it in a certain way. And, and if your customers are not engaging in that way, maybe you try something different. Um, and then if they are, then create more content like that um, and kind of learn based on your customers' preferences. So I'm getting that the, the branches are going to be different for, for each company. Some companies need to do billboards and radio ads. Some companies need to email market and do um, blog posts and webinars and come on podcasts and all kinds of, there's so many different ways to put it out there. Um, how many branches, and I know time management comes in as well, but if somebody's starting out, they want to create a piece of content and repurpose it. How many different branches? Is there any rough number would you recommend? Yeah. Um, I think that what I would recommend if you're just starting out is to take advantage of the free tools you can find online. So, and, and go into those areas. So um, I know that with, you can blog for free. You don't even have to have a website with um, LinkedIn posts, uh, publishing and with 
uh, medium and you can design things on Canva for free. Um, they have templates there. I would, I would start with blogging and then, you know, even email, even if you don't have an email um, client or a provider, um, I know that MailChimp is a free option. Um, so get your feet wet in those uh, with blogging and then of course use your free social media accounts um, and, and try and gain traction there and then always keep building your email list and stay, um, stay relevant um, throughout the year, stay um, frequently send emails, frequently publish posts on, on social networks and then, you know, go from there. Right. So you got, I got kind of three out of that blog, email, and social and email. People think you don't have to send out a hundred thousand emails. You shouldn't send out a hundred thousand emails maybe, but um, you can send out a hundred a day for free. Uh, yeah. Some, some, something like that. Let's play a quick drinking game. Let's uh, let's play a game where we list off different channels to put it out on. We listed social blog, email, I was going to say white paper, but that's not or a different well, that's way what to we repurpose took it from. It. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we took it from. We took it um, from in this scenario. Uh Oh, I'm running out of stuff uh, quick then. So either that would work saying a way to repurpose it or a, a, a place to put it out. So white paper, uh, you know, video, you can turn something into Carla Joe. What do you got for us? Well, I mean, if it's really newsworthy, you could put it into a news release and send it out and pitch some journalists. There's some, you know, if you know how yeah. to do that. The PR company says do PR. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, you got one for us? Yeah, the you know, Facebook live, you know, streaming, uh, using video content, more infographics. I think you hit on. Um, Just and one, then, Alex. We got to go around until somebody doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we don't have to do it. Sorry. <laughs> We're not drinking, so we can just listen, I suppose. So what did you say? You said video, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Facebook Live or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if we're, if we're going around, there's, it doesn't have to be digital either. You know, a, it could be in print with a, a mailer or. Flyer. A flyer, yeah. A if, print if that's what you're gonna do. Handout at an event. A letter. Uh, a letter, yeah. Really, the however you can just transform that content piece in a different way is just one more opportunity to be in front of your customers and um, keep in contact with them and nurture that relationship. Right, and I think you mentioned display ads. That's one that would obviously cost. Also, the physical mailer. I totally forgot about that. That's obviously a great one. Um, coming on podcasts, creating your own podcast mm -hmm. for a piece of content, maybe a little bit much, but there's plenty of podcasts like ours out there, probably, you know, niche ones for any particular type of company that reach out to them and, and they'll probably be interested in having you on as a guest, especially if you have some targeted content to, uh, to talk about. <laughs> when you think about all these different things they could do, there's probably really easy to go wrong. What should people look out for when it comes to putting something out, trying to just spray it out everywhere and, and you know, maybe say wasting a lot of time putting it out places that aren't, aren't a good fit. Yeah. I think that um, number one, your, your content should provide some sort of value to your audience and, and be relatable that, you know, if, if you're not writing something that your readers can relate to and engage with, the chances are they're not going to read it. They're going to leave your blog. They're going to, stop listening to your podcast um, and, uh, and, and be confident in your work. 
you are the expert. So uh, what you are sharing, if it is valuable, then your customers will appreciate that. Um, all right. I think I want to, uh, I want to jump to break real quick. We got a lot of stuff to cover still in the second half. Um, we'll, we'll get to some stories here, what not to do, that kind of stuff. Um, maybe some, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll whip up a haiku during the break for you. We want to um, find out your, your thoughts on haiku. Yeah. And, uh, we'll be back in, uh, in just a couple minutes here with, um, with Alex Navarro of Edison on Main to talk about content repurposing. Hi, I'm Carla Jo Helms, Chief Evangelist and Anti-PR Strategist for Johto PR. Being an alumni of crisis management, I've learned firsthand how unforgiving business can be when millions of dollars are on the line and how the control of public opinion often determines whether one company is happily chosen or another is brutally rejected. Johto PR uses fundamentals of PR to bolster your sales and marketing by creating the third-party credibility and endorsements your company needs in order to thrive in today's digital economy. We use PR to underpin sales and marketing efforts and help your company expand its market share. Johto PR figured out through market research, analytic tracking, trial and error, and hard-won experience what it takes to get through the electronic clutter of ads, media, fake news, and social media to get targeted audiences to look at you in a positive, interested, and honest way. And that is the basic purpose of PR, to make people more comfortable and interested in doing business with you. I can't explain the details of how we can help you in this short message, but I will tell you that Johto PR can help you grow your business much faster than it's growing right now. If you want to know more, call us at 888-202-4614 or visit our website at jotopr.com. That's J-O-T-O-P-R.com. Welcome back to the Yippie Market Podcast. I'm here with our co-host, Carla Jo Helms. And hello, hello. And Alex Navarro of Edison on Main. We're discussing content repurposing. Hello. Alex, let's jump right back into it. Content repurposing, we talked about the why. We gave a whole bunch of examples of, um, of different places people can post things, of uh, different ways they can chop them up and whatnot. Um, you have mentioned before that you, your company has some toolkits for marketers. I yeah. imagine this includes some repurposing and, and a bunch of other stuff too, but can you speak to that? Yeah, yeah. Our, our toolkits uh, provide uh, our customers with uh, the tools, the training, the education, uh, to execute marketing campaigns on their own, no matter if they're seasoned marketers or just starting out. Um, and with that, we have three main toolkits. Our starter toolkit is, um, is perfect for people maybe on a shoestring budget uh, who are really looking to leverage the free online tools of the internet um, and turn their business, uh, turn their business's growing audience into uh, dollars. And um, the second toolkit is the designer toolkit. And with that, that's where you get into your, uh, how to design a, a case study or an infographic. Um, and, or I just need help with a, making my content feel and look more consistent with brand standards, with, uh, 
selecting your your fonts that you're going to use and your color choices and your imagery. Right, right. So in this toolkit, if, if someone wanted to write a haiku, you would be there telling them that it's 575. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and our, our third toolkit is the pro toolkit. That's, that's when you're ready to level up your marketing. It's when you're, uh, maybe you have a, a budget behind you and you're ready to um, get into paid advertising. We, we also might call have, that one. Uh, I, I call we that didn't one. Even put that in our drinking game. Paid ad. <laughs> God. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's play again. <laughs> Everybody drink. All right. We missed one. <laughs> so I guess the pro one would be the market the shit out of it one. Absolutely. Yeah. We also have uh, a couple of industry specific toolkits, and that's basically taking the starter toolkit and then adding a bunch of stuff to it, like a year's worth of content ideas and. 50 blog topics and over a hundred of uh, keywords to use uh, when you're writing those blogs to help you show up on Google, uh, social media graphics that we love using, um, and then how you put it all together. So we include a monthly uh, calendar that breaks down all of the content. When you should start uh, blogging, when, you, when should you start uh, developing your newsletter and and then also give you recommendations to when you should publish that blog in which month and, um, and then going forward, when you should promote that blog on social media. Nice. So it's a kind of a marketing manager in a bottle. That's right. Now I have a question. So it's, this is all digital, correct? This yes. So when I open up my toolkit, I'm going to see like, how is it, how is it laid out? Like, what am I going to see table contents? Like, you know, yeah. your main trunk and then, you know, all these ideas. And does it give me like, um, sort of a time, like a suggested timeline, best practices, like, like, how do I look at it? I'm, I'm not a marketer, right. Or I'm just getting started or maybe I'm seasoned, but I'm doing mm -hmm. something new. I don't want to get overwhelmed. Yeah. So each toolkit, uh, is sent to you uh, it, via email. Um, and with that, it's packaged with all the, the templates and the guides are all in that file along with um, an ebook style um, worksheet and, and book that, um, that you're able to, to read and work off of. And you can uh, print it or just view it on any device. The calendars actually come um, over so you can upload them directly into the calendar you, you use at work oh, that's uh, cool. anyway. So um, once you upload it to your, your iCal or Apple calendar or Google calendar, Outlook, whatever it is, um, you'll be able to see that, hey, I'm supposed to be writing a blog post this week to publish in two weeks um, and my newsletter is coming up and I should probably be uh, posting on social media about this blog post that happened last week. So when it comes to the, the content repurposing part of it, it isn't just about, you know, Hey, here's how you repurpose, but also details like make sure you put on a calendar, what you're doing and when with the content and, and, and that kind of stuff seem kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's all fluid. Um, you know, these, if, if let's say you, only want to, or if you have time to blog once a month or once every two weeks, um, 
we give you recommendations based on, let's say if you're in finance and you're um, in a, a tax uh, or a, an accountant and um, you know, tax season's coming up, we have blog topics related to that season um, uh, so that it's both conceptual, it's, it's relevant to that time of year too. Oh, so that's the industry specific? Correct. I like having your own like Hallmark calendar, but for marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no? it also includes, you know, templates so that you can brainstorm on your own and, and find, uh, find topics and, and things to write about and keywords to, uh, to include on your own. So it's more of an educational piece too, um, that is probably the, the biggest benefit to the toolkit. You know, it seems like it would also be good if someone was hiring, you know, say they're a startup and cause you deal with startups, right? So mm -hmm. you're, yeah. you're a startup and then you're going to hire someone new and you know, you want to have them to have autonomy, but you also want to have some direction. It seems like it would be a great toolkit to train a new staff member. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we say that it's so easy to understand and actually use right away that, um, that, you know, if you want to train an intern, they could probably do it. Um, but yeah, well, onboarding. Interns are really smart. You know, we do a lot with a couple of universities around here. We have lots of universities in Florida, but you know, some of them are really smart. I'm sure they would appreciate having, you know, a business package where they could go in and go, okay, this is how they do it. This is how we learned it in school. Yeah, this, absolutely. You know, this is how they do it in the real, the world, real world. And it's, it's a, it's a great opportunity for entrepreneurs to, you know, use them, but also give them something like your toolkit to go by. Yeah, it's, it's a great application of the toolkit. And I may just steal that and put it online. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to give interns, you know, they're really, some of them are super smart, right? And if you yeah. can really utilize them, one of the biggest things we hear from universities is that they don't get real world experience when they go to agencies or they go to businesses, you know, they get the grunt work or the file work or this or that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really a waste because these kids, their kids are eager and hungry, you know? Mm -hmm. You mentioned some, some techs uh, when talking about the, um, your marketing toolkit can you get into kind of a tech stack that people might use some of your favorite tools for um, everything from the creation through to repurposing, distributing and, and scheduling uh, content? Yeah. Yeah. I like to use Grammarly uh, for, you know, text. It, it, um, it works right alongside um, the, my outlook calendar. There's an, an, an extension there. So it'll catch me if I'm, misspelling something. Um, I really like Canva. Um, it's got templates for anything from presentation to, um, to business cards. Um, and I think that for me, um, one of my biggest challenges is just having a place where I store all of my to-do lists and be able to knock them off and stay organized. And um, for me, that's Asana. Um, I've used right Trello <laughs> too, um, and that's been great, but Asana was able to, um, work with scheduling due dates and, uh, deadlines and working with team members and, 
um, I would definitely recommend that. I schedule with that. I use Post-Its, and I know that's a terrible solution. It's not exactly a MarTech. <laughs> the are you talking, oh, are you talking, you're talking about the real Post-Its? I mean, the ones that three. The real yeah. ones. <laughs> yep. The real Post-Its, like all over my desk. Post-its. Wow. <laughs> I turned that over so you couldn't see what was on it. Um, <laughs> um, but I, so I've tried. I've tried Asana. I haven't used Trello. Um, Office 365, I've started using the tasks in there. I think they're called tasks. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that seems because it's something I'm already in, like, like it's, it can be kind of successful. I know we have our marketing calendar in Office 365. It, when it integrates, it's, uh, it's helpful. Asana was good when I had other team members using it. Once I'm the only one using it, it, it kind of falls apart. It goes back to the post-its. Yeah, it goes back to the sea of post-its around me. Uh, <laughs> But uh, okay, so we got Grammarly, Canva, um, Outlook tools, Asana, Trello. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I really recommend the uh, the Google Suite too. Um, Google Slides. You can be working uh, with your team members at the same time in you know different states, uh, which is incredible. Uh, which tool docs. is that? The Google Slides. Uh, the presentation uh, function for Google. Um, but it works the same in Google Docs or um, Google Sheets. They've got 500 different yeah. apps in your Google account you can play around with. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's some, some tech for people to check out for this kind of stuff. What about, you mentioned Canva, I think. That's probably, that's good for kind of creating stuff. If you have something you want to repurpose it, you can make images, that kind of stuff. Is there any other uh, creation-specific text that you can think of that people could use if they if they have an ebook or they have a piece of video or audio that they want to repurpose. You know, I I would say don't don't be afraid to use you know simple forms of communication too. Um, I work a lot in um, the Adobe Creative Suite, um, but I realize that uh, if you know for beginners, maybe you don't have uh, InDesign or Photoshop, but you still have Microsoft Word and you have a stamp and an envelope. And if you really wanted to get a hold of a customer, um, you know, a simple email um, and, uh, and a, a thank you card, I think would go a long way. And you can include a lot of the, the same information you're using in those ebooks or white papers and um, fun facts to uh, stay in contact with your customers and really nurture that. Something we didn't get uh, in our drinking game uh, on the first half there, uh, sandwich boards. I bet you if you stand out in front of their office with a sandwich board, you'll get their attention. Yeah, I mean, or dress up like one of those inflatable dinosaur suits. with a Spin a, spin a sign in there in front of their elevators uh, mm-hmm. just for them. <laughs> <laughs> It may be a high intensive to get one person to pay attention to you, but I think <laughs> you'll have to test that and let me know how it goes too. Yeah. Stock them in their elevator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really want to get an elevator pitch in, just wait in the elevator till they come <laughs> out. <laughs> so simple forms of, of, uh, of distribution can work also. Yeah. Don't, don't overlook those. Yep. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Um, let me see. What else do we have to get here? The examples. Can you give us some examples? Maybe start with failures and then we'll get to a success so you can end on a good note. <laughs> I don't know how in, in depth I want to get into the failures, but um, I think that. Uh, a time that you messed up and you learned from it. About that. 
<laughs> someone else, tell us about someone else's failure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I know a friend who, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that my biggest failure was when I was, you know, I could be writing something and, and no, I just was not having fun with it. And I think that if, if you're not, you, no matter what you're writing about, or if it's not your passion, if it, that will reflect in your writing. Um, so if you are having fun, that will come out in your, um, in your writing and your readers will know and be more engaged with that. And I think that, you know, if I were to give some advice, it would be to try and have fun with whatever you do and, and, um, and find things that inspire you and you really want to talk about um, that relates to your customers and maybe your customers are feeling the same way. Um, and I think that connection will grow. Yeah, I think that if there is a success story, let's see, a while ago I was working on a, an ebook for email marketing and we were able to turn one ebook into over 40 pieces of content and bring in thousands of leads for our sales team. And um, each week we were able to use content we created for the ebook while we were designing it, um, which actually turned out to be a lot of content. It, would, it produced about 50% of our blogs for the year came out of that one ebook. Wow. So is that like cast off content that didn't actually make the ebook, but you were still used for other stuff? Actually, no, we, uh, we planned in advance for, for this ebook so that um, while we were writing the ebook and designing it, as a new chapter would come out, we would, uh, we would publish it on our blog. So um, I would get, you know, a few chapters a week and we would have, you know, a few weeks in advance of, uh, of blog posts ready to be published. So um, once it, came to the end, we had all the writing done. It was already edited, it was already approved, and we were able to put it into the, the design aspect of the ebook and promote the ebook. We also released it by, uh, in three parts. So um, kind of out of, necess out of necessity because we didn't have parts two and three yet, but uh, when we had one to release, um, but uh, yeah, we were able to, use everything we had in there all of the the design work became infographics and and these guides and checklists and we actually printed out some of those guides and used them as as handouts at, at marketing conferences and um once the ebook was complete we'd done all this research and we decided to put together a couple of webinars and using the same same model as what we talked about earlier um, but this time we cut down the, the webinar recording into six bite-sized video pieces and mm. we promoted it as a, an email marketing class and each of the six videos was a different class and you could um, learn brilliant. more when, and it was all on demand. So you could take it anywhere, you could learn at your own pace um, and then it was just another way to think of the same ebook but now it's a class that you could register for. So it was, it was fun in that aspect. And we actually categorized the content differently uh, as we went along. We, we had uh, high, high funnel, um, high level pieces of content. If you're familiar with the sales funnel, like for the email 
for email marketing, it would be that ebook, the high level content would be uh, something like, why is email marketing uh, right for you? And then the mid or low funnel would be, why are, why are we the best email marketing platform for your brand? So it kind of goes from broad to more of a sales pitch, but still adding a lot of value. And from there, we were able to record a, a record number of leads and also, um, and also grow our subscriber list. And that was one of our biggest goals um, that we were able to accomplish. I'm having a flashback here. <laughs> Do you remember, was I one of the guests on one of your webinars? That sounds really familiar to me. You were, you were. You were a oh, guest wow. on an email marketing webinar. That, that wasn't a setup. I was actually wondering <laughs> if I was really involved in that story or not. Uh, no, you did great. <laughs> about email marketing. So it sounded, it sounded familiar. And then uh, I've guessed it on a handful before I started doing podcasts. So that's, um, that's awesome. So that's a great example of how things can really be chopped up. I think we need to do that with this show, uh, chop it up into some um, bite-sized pieces whenever appropriate to put out there for people. Um, mm -hmm. People keep telling me an hour is a long time. And then we get on and an hour goes by in no time. It's almost up. Like it's now. almost up. It's, it's now. Yeah. <laughs> you do some sound bites. No, that's actually really brilliant how you did that. Thank you. Yeah. And I guess the, uh, the proof is in the success, how brilliant it was when you get that many leads and that much uh, traction from, you know, from one specific effort. Uh, that, that's always a good thing. One of the things I put a premium on around here is ideas. And if you have a lot of good ideas and you, you know, put out, put it out, an idea out once and have to move on to the next one. You're going to run out of quick, good ideas quick. You really need to, like we said earlier, milk them for everything you can get and make sure you, you stretch these things and also make them consumable. You know, people tell me, oh, an hour's a long time for a podcast. They don't want to listen to it because it's so long. Some people, um, I guess when you repurpose in many different ways like that, will uh, be interested in in one of the ways, and some people will be in some places and some in others, and so it just gives you so much a better chance of uh, of capturing as many people as possible from the same good idea. Yeah. So I want to get to a couple things here before we finish. Um, you talked about the marketing toolkits that you guys have over on Edison on Main. I think we mentioned uh, we talked briefly about this in the past, uh, but I'll just throw it out there while we're on air. I'd love to get you. Uh, some of what my company does to to add to those toolkits. We provide data over at Mountaintop Data for marketing campaigns. We've got a top data search um, tool online that we can uh, we can give your people within those toolkits some type of uh, of free access to. So we'll we'll talk about that more later. But you know, check that out. Check out the uh, the toolkits that they have over at Edison. It's EdisonOnMain.com. EdisonOnMain.com. And yeah, I think that'd be a great uh, great partnership. And we'll, yeah, we'll fit uh, some access to the top data search tool in there for, for your users, something above and beyond what, we, what they can get as a trial on our site. Let's see, any other work that we need to get to here? Anything else we want to cover when it comes to content repurposing that we've left out that you can think of, Alex? Yeah, I mean, uh, we actually have a, a guide and a template available online right now. And it's, it's called the six ways to get more people to your blog guide and template to repurposing content. And it's everything that we talked about today. It's that content tree template um, that you're able to uh, go online and download. If you use code, if you market at checkout, it'll be free of charge. So um, that's just something that we're offering uh, the podcast listeners today. 
I like that code. That's nice. I do too. <laughs> it's between that and market the shit out of it. We went with the market. All right. <laughs> um, okay, let's put out some uh, some more information on you, Alex. People can find you, I'm sure, on on LinkedIn. Um, any other ways uh, for people to reach out to you? Uh, yeah, uh, Edison on Main is on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and Facebook. Uh, you can find me on on all of those places as well at Meet Alex Navarro is the, the Twitter handle and LinkedIn uh, URL likewise. And I'm always open to meeting new people. So connect with me on LinkedIn, follow me, say hello. All right. And then uh, check out the um, show notes for the show on uh, ifyoumarket.com or you can go to if you market the shit out of it, they will come.com or if you market, they will come. Any of those, uh, any of those sites will work. And uh, Carla Joe, any last questions we have for Alex here on, on content repurposing? I don't think so. He really, really um, covered a lot. You know, Alex, I will tell you this. You might want to add this to your toolbox, but you know, some companies get some press. Like you, you deal with a lot of startups, not all do unless they have venture capital or they're really savvy. But, um, you know, take that article that they got press on and have them repurpose it, have them turn it into blog posts, have them, you know, write about it from third, you know, from first party, you know, press is always third party credibility, but you can put it out on social media. You can, you know, retweet what the journalist said. You can write blogs from it. Um, you could even write it, you know, uh, you could actually bring it all the way down the tree to the trunk and possibly, uh, if it's yeah. enough, make a good ebook about it or a white paper. Yeah, for sure. I think that we talked a lot about um, our owned uh, media, the, yeah. the stuff that, you know, you can do for free, your social media and, and the paid media. Um, but I think that the um, earned media and that you, the, the press that you get from, from third parties is, is crucial to building your business. Repurpose that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we always tell our clients to repurpose it. You know, there's basic seven ways to do it. Um, to get more out of it. But yeah, add that to your toolbox. For sure. Fantastic. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please share us on social media. Tell your friends, like I always say, steal their phones and subscribe to us on their phones. They won't mind. It's a free show. And uh, give us a good review on iTunes. Really helps. Uh, goes a long ways to spreading the show. On behalf of Carla Joe Helms and the If You Market team and Alex Navarro of Edison on Main, thank you for listening and uh, spread the word. If you market the shit out of it, they will come. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.